So it must be my season, Kaylee, because we have hit a series of thrillers and mysteries, which are my favorite. Mm, I've definitely noticed as we've kind of shifted out of summer into fall an uptick in the thriller genre. It just it feels more prevalent this year than in years past. I'm totally okay with taking a break from comic book series and some of the other stuff we've been seeing. Me too. Well, our next film definitely falls into the category of mystery. Not so sure about the thriller part, though. She's Tuesday. I'm Kaylee, and this is Whiskey and Popcorn. We have A-list stars Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick, and they are starring in a mystery thriller, and this is just chock full of plot twists, secrets, revenge, and even murder. Lively plays Emily, a very closed-off mom who becomes fast friends with Stephanie, who is your do-it-all, sign-up-for-everything-on-the-sign-up-sheet mommy blogger, who is played by Kendrick. So despite being completely different in personalities, the two start to relate over cocktails and talking about their children and eventually their most intimate secrets. You want to trade confessions? No, no, no. <laughs> Come on. What's the wildest thing you've ever done? Oh, I, no, I don't know. I shouldn't. You go first. Okay. Um, a few months ago, Sean and I had his TA over for um, dinner and drinks and a threesome. Was Sean jealous of him? Did I say it was a him? It's very cool, sis. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. I don't mean to freak you out. Hello. I'm not freaked out, baby. You're freaked out. Okay. Because I'm not freaked out. I'm cool. I'm lazy, fair. After Emily asked Stephanie for a simple favor in picking up her son one afternoon, Emily, in turn, disappears. Soon, Stephanie finds herself intertwined in Emily's deep and at times even complex life in hopes of finding her new friend and hopefully alive. I know how I felt about it. Kaylee, what about you? Uh, I have I have some definite thoughts on this. And, you know, I, I think this film struggled a lot with its tone. It started off as sort of light and funny. Uh, this is something familiar uh, that you would see in Paul Feig films that he's done in the past, and he directed this film. But there's something happens in this movie where, like, it flips and does a 180 and becomes, like, really just dark, but not necessarily gritty. I it, It's almost... It's almost like it lost its focus and didn't really figure out what it wanted to be ultimately, and when you see a Paul Feig film, you're usually looking for that comedy, that levity, but also where it's going to hit you with the feels, you know, in the gut. That you know, That's what we got in, like, Bridesmaids and, you know, and even in, in was it, Spies with uh, Melissa McCartney, or Spy, I should say. And this film started off with some of that promise, but then I think it just kind of lost it. And it was just, the best way I could describe it is it was odd. Yeah, it, I guess you could chalk it up to, like, a dark comedy for many of the scenes um i uh, the problem is is i went in wanting another what lies beneath or girl on a train but it turned out 
quite differently. Yeah, it was like something out of way left field. But, you know, when you think the plot twist can't happen again, there it goes. And the flashbacks kind of confused me sometimes. And, you know, Paul Feig, like we said, is known for comedy. And it very much felt like a comedy director was trying to produce a thriller. Also, this film is based on a book. And throughout the entire thing, it felt like it was trying to cram a probably really good 400-something page book into a two-hour movie. It's as if we missed a lot that was probably better explained in the book format. Along with that, the the pacing was also strange, and that, that kind of goes with the fact that the film loses its tone and it just can't make up its mind on what it wants to be. It's definitely okay to play with genres, um, and I like seeing unexpected things and getting unexpected things from familiar directors, familiar actors, and writers. But I expected a lot more from a director like Feig. And I was just, I was disappointed in how the story turned out. Because I think the book was probably really interesting. Um, I haven't read it, but just kind of the premise from the film, it sounds like it would have been pretty cool. But I will say this, what worked for me was the cast. Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively play off each other so well. They really inhabited their characters. And, you know, Anna, she can do funny really well, but she's also got the chops to pull off serious. So she worked with what she had, I felt like, in this film. And I would be curious to see the stuff that ended up on the editing floor just out of curiosity because I think she, she did the character well. I just don't think how it was put together worked that well. And with Blake, she is just a smooth actress, refined as the martinis her characters drink. But I have to highlight Henry Golding. Uh, He plays the husband for Lively's character. And we should all know him by now as the lead man in Crazy Rich Asians, which, in case anybody forgot, that was his debut film. So A Simple Favor is his second movie. And I don't think you could ever tell how new to movies he is because he's such a pro. Honestly, I I couldn't agree more on the casting. I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but you can never really tell where Henry's character is going and what side he's on. And I was amazed to hear that this was his second film because he looks so seasoned, just an amazing actor. And I think the three of them together really saved the movie for it to be anything in the future. Plus, can we please talk about costuming? Oh, yes. Oh, I would gladly steal both Anna and Blake's wardrobes right out of this movie. Me too. You've got the cute mom wear that they tried to play off as Target, and it totally isn't. (laughs) But it was totally how I would want to dress as a mom. And then you also have Blake's armoire is the only way you can explain it. And it's just, oh, these sexy, low-cut, like, female power business suits. Delicious. Uh, and the costuming just reminds you throughout the film how truly different they are as characters. And that polarity is so easy to recognize. Absolutely. I mean, we don't always talk about costuming on this podcast. Uh, a lot of times it just doesn't really come up. But I think in a film like this, the, the attention to detail on how the clothes express who the characters are was just so smartly done. And like, 
I was squealing internally at both of their wardrobes. I mean, Tuesday, you remember when I like I grabbed her arm, I'm like, that apron, that's from anthropology. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and like Kendrick, uh, uh, her all the cat wear that she had. Shout out to all the cat lovers out there. I see you. I am you. Um, <laughs> it was just so good. And I swear, you know, a lot of those pieces were from anthropology. I would stake money on that. And you would know. I would know. That is my my store if I had money. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I just want to say that's what caught my attention the most during the movie besides the acting itself. And I was less interested as the story went on and what was going on with the story as more interested in the costuming and just the characters acting out. Uh, So, you know, there are some upsides to this. Oh, yeah, totally agree. While it wasn't my cup of tea, I can at least say that it was unique and original. It wasn't a sequel. It wasn't a prequel. It wasn't a remake or a playoff of some other film. And for that, you do have to give it some kudos. Yeah, yeah. I think audience will will probably like this film maybe more than one would expect, I I would say. They'll definitely respond to Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. And Paul Feig fans will probably be interested in checking it out too. And, you know, you guys could decide for yourself if he managed to pull off this kind of change in genre for him. That being said, I don't think this will be a big box office hit, um, especially with all the other thrillers that are out there, particularly like Searching, which is still doing well. It's got some stiff competition. Personally, I could take it or leave it. It's definitely forgettable. You've heard from us, and our drinks are quickly dwindling. So, as we always tell you, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We've got a variety of good stuff up there uh, beyond reviews as well. I'm Kaylee. She's Tuesday. And you have been partaking of whiskey and popcorn. Thanks for listening.